Um, okay, so we're up to the Ayin Dalin Amid Beis, the Taner Abanan. So this Brisa, let me just uh, tell you about this Brisa. This Brisa lists three opinions that all basically seem to be saying the same thing. And what we're going to have to try to figure out is what is the difference between these Shitas. Taner Abanan. Ben You have a nine-year-old kid. Nine-year-old kid is the old enough. It's the it's the earliest age that his uh, bia is considered a halachic bia. So it doesn't have to be nine. It, it's basically you have a, you have a man. Ben Ger He's a convert. He's an Amon convert, a Moyav convert, an Egyptian convert, an Edom convert. Kusi nesin chol umamzer or any of these four. So he's got. He's all. He basically. He's someone who the average Jew is not allowed to marry. Yeah. The halacha is shabal kehenes valviyavabas yisrael. If he has relations with a Jewish woman, pasul she's pasul kuhuna. Okay, fine. So meaning we're familiar that you're pasul kuhuna if you live with a guy. Now he's saying if you live with a mamzi, you pasul kuhuna. If you live with a, a convert who's a mitzvah, you pasul kuhuna. Any person that is not allowed to live with that person is pasul kuhuna. Shine. Okay. Very good. So he's not allowed to marry a regular Jew for three generations. Yeah, so obviously it's within three generations. The point is, all of these people make her pasul kahuna. Very simple, very nice. That's that's the Tanakama. Okay, Rav Yosi Oimer. Rav Yosi then says a, a line which seems to be the same thing. He says, "Kol shezare pasul poisel, v'chol shein zare pasul in a pasul." Rav Yosi says, "If your kid is pasul, you're a pasul." If your kid's not possible, you're not possible. Now, all these people, the kid's a possible. Right? Mamza's kid is a mamzer. A chol's kid is a chol. A mitzvah's kid is a mitzri. So what exactly is Rabbi saying? He's basically saying the same thing, just he's saying he's reframing it about kids. But it's the same thing. All these people, the kids are possible. I Meaning if your kid is possible, if your kid can't marry a regular Jew, then you're possible, and then you make a woman possible kahuna. I'm not sure what Rav Yossi is adding. Okay, let's keep going. Then you have Rav Shimon Gamaliel, Oimer. Rav Shimon Gamaliel says, Kol shatenoise bito yatenoise amenuasai. Dekho shiyatenoise bito yatenoise amenuasai. He says, it's not about the sons, it's about the daughters. If the daughter is posel kahuna, then, then, then if you, if, meaning if that person's daughter is posel kahuna, then if you live with her, you're also posel kahuna. Same thing though. A mamzer's daughter is a mamzeris. A chalol's daughter is a chalala. So what is Hashem Gamaliel adding? So they all basically are saying the same thing, which is these five, these eight types of Jews, Pasal Kahuna. So what is the Machloikis between these two? So let's analyze the first opinions and we'll go through. Again, the first opinion was the Tanakama who said that Mamzer, Nisin, Cholol, Kuti, Convert Amoni, Kama Moav, Kama Mitzri, Kama Adomi. These nine people, these eight people are Pasal Kahuna. If they live with a person, she's possible going. Okay, fine. So then comes Rav Yossi and he says, if their kid is possible, then they possible. Okay, it's the same thing. So what is it, what is Rav Yossi coming to clarify? My Rav Yossi. What's the difference? Now you know the difference is a second generation Mitzri. Ah, you're you're okay. I'm I'm a first generation Mitzri convert. You're my son. You're my second generation Mitzri convert. Now you're not allowed to marry a regular Jew, but your kid can. That's the third. But you, as the second generation, live with a Jewish woman. Is she Pasal Kahuna? According to Tanakhami, yes, because you're in that eight categories. If you're in that eight categories, you're out. Rav Yossi says, no, you only Pasal Kahuna if your kid is Pasal Kahuna. Your kid is not. So Rav Yossi was coming specifically to permit that if a second generation Mitzri lives with a Jewish woman, she's not Pasal Kahuna. Because the second generation Mitzri's kids are not Pasal Kahuna. So seven out of eight he agrees with. 
That's the case where he disagrees. You understand? So the Tanakhama just says all Mitzri converts are if they're puzzle, they're puzzle. So the first three, the first two generations, puzzle. Rav Yossi says no, it's about their kids. If their kids are fine, then they're fine. Again, it doesn't mean they're allowed to. Obviously, it just means that they don't puzzle kahuna. So according to Rav Yossi, because a second generation's kids is not puzzle kahuna, he can marry a regular Jew. A second generation will not invalidate a woman by living with her. So that's the Machlekes. The Machlekes of Yossi and the Rabbanon is what do you say about a second generation? He on his own, he's puzzle, but his kid won't be. So the question is, is there any more leniency that if he lives with a woman, maybe she's not puzzle kuna? So it's sort of how you look at it. From his perspective, she's puzzle kuna because he's puzzle. But the fact that his kids will make be okay, maybe he's not puzzle. Not puzzle her from kuna. That, that's the point. The Gemara says, They're both learning it out from Kayin Gadol and Amana. The source that someone's puzzle kuna they picked a Kayin Gadol from an Amana. Now, a Kayin Gadol from an Amana is interesting. It depends how you look at it. If you say, well, a Kayin Gadol can't marry an Amana, and if he lives with her, she's Pasal Kahuna. So a second generation Mitzvah can't marry a, can't marry a Pasal Kahuna. We say, no, an Amana Kayin Gadol, the kids are also Pasal. Second generation kids are not. So that's the question of how you look at it. The Tanakama Savaraki Kayin Gadol Amana. The Tanakama compares it to a Kayin Gadol Amana. Ma Kayin Gadol Amana should be also Bavere Paisleba, just like a Kayin Gadol Amana is a relationship that is not allowed, and it makes the woman puzzle for Kahuna. Avkol should be also Bavere Paisle. So to any generation, any relationship that invalidates the person is making a puzzle. Meaning, according to this, um, a second generation Mitzri would be a problem. Rav Yossi says no. A second generation is not, not going to be an issue if he lives with a woman. She's not puzzled. Why? Because he compares it to Kaingadabamana. Kaingadabamana is not just a relationship that's also. Their kids are also puzzled. Right? If a Kaingadabamana have a baby, the kids are whole. So therefore, maybe that's why it's a problem. But a second generation mystery whose kids are permitted, say if he lives with a woman, she's not Pasaguna. So that's the Machlag. So the Tanakama just asks all eight categories. Rav Yossi says a second generation mystery that lives with a woman is not Pasaguna. You understand? Uh, yeah, I understand. The only thing I don't understand is about the coin level. Well, a kain gadol and amana is the example of a relationship that makes a woman puzzle for kahuna. That I get, but uh, a question: uh, the, the next generation, like his puzzle, meaning if a kain gadol and amana have a baby, the kid's not a kain; he's chal. Right, but a second generation mitzri is one of the only cases right. where they're aser, but their kids are mother. So I, I don't get why they're making a comparison then. No, so he, that's his, that's his point. Meaning the source that a woman will become puzzle for kahuna. With an invalid relations is Almanala Kain Gadol. The question is, is a second generation Mitzri comparable? That's the point. If you're saying it's not comparable, that's where Rav Yossi comes in. He says it's not comparable, therefore it's not going to be an issue. Now that's so the Tanakama and then Rav Yossi are arguing about a second generation Mitzri. Then what is Rishingam Lil coming to add? Rishingam Lil Oimer Kol Shata Neisa Bita Neisa Menusai Bechol Shiata Neisa Bita Ita Neisa Menusai. Rishingam Lil says to Rav Yossi, it's not about the kids; it's about the daughter. What, what is he? What is he talking about? My Ika ben Rav Yosef Shingamliel. What is Rav Shingamliel coming to discuss? So Amar Ula Ger Amoni Umeavi Ikavina. He's talking about the following. You have a Ger Amoin, a Ger from Amin and Moyav that lives with a woman. Is she pasul kahuna? According to Tanakami, yes. According to Rav Yosef, yes, because you can't marry his kids. His kids are his Amon also, but his daughter is permitted. Right? If an Amon has a baby, what's the status of the baby? Amon men. Problem. Amon women, right. mutter. 
Rav Yossi looks at the boy, and he says, if an Amon lives with someone, the boy's going to be an issue. Therefore, if an Amon lives with someone, she's Pasakuna. Rav says, look at the daughter. In Amon or Moab, the daughters are going to be fine. So if they live with someone, if an Amon or Moab lives with someone, they're not Pasakuna. Why? Because their daughters are going to be fine. It's only an issue if all their kids are going to be a problem. If any of their daughter, daughters or sons are going to be okay, then we're fine. So the Machlekes or Yosef Shingam Liel is if a convert from Amon or Moab lives with a Jew, is she Pasal Kahuna? Rav Yossi says yes, because the sons are going to be Pasal. Shingam Liel says no, because the daughters are not. Well, according to Rav Shingam Liel, Kohen Gadol... Well, Kohen Gadol, both kids are a problem. That's the point. That's exactly the point. He compares it to Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol, Amon or both kids are a problem, as opposed to Amon or Moab, where the daughters are okay. That's exactly the point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So from Amon or Moab... If a woman marries, uh, theoretically, it's not, obviously not going to happen, but the coin Gadol... That's fine. It's no problem. A, a female Amon? Well, no, no, she's... Well, she might be a convert, so this is going to be a problem. But 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 the point is, whatever, two generations down, yeah. whatever, yeah, then it's fine. The Gemara continues. Ger says the sources just like kids are a problem. So to anyone whose children are an issue, meaning Ger the boys are a problem, therefore it's an issue. Says, no, it's only an issue if both your kids are a problem. But Amen and Mayav, whose daughters are going to be okay, will not invalidate a woman from being Pasal Kahuna. Okay, a couple more things. A couple more things on this Amud. Amrav Chizda, Hakol Maidim, everyone agrees, all the Tanaim agree, Almonas Isa Shepsula Lakuhuna. That in Almon, the, the, the widow of a doe is Pasal Kahuna. So, what does this mean? So, there's two Pshat in Rash and Taisis. I'm going with Taisis Pshat because Rash Pshat is a little bit harder to fit into the Gemara. Taisis Pshat is as follows You have a, a Cholo, right? A Cholo is, uh, is a Kayan who's invalid. Right, if a, a divorcee marries a kayan, the kid's a chol. So a chol, if a chol lives with a woman, she's pasal kuhuna. Here's the case. You have a family of five daughters. They all got married. And they married uh, different men. They know that one of the husbands is a chol. One of the husbands is a chol. They just don't know. One of the husbands, I'm sorry, is a suffolk chol. They're not sure. So I, and they don't even know which one. Meaning, there's a man who's a Suffolk Chol, right? So let's say the man is not sure whether his mom was a divorcee or not. Okay? Let's say there was a Shaila, she either got divorced or she got widowed, he never found out. Okay? So he is a Suffolk Chol, right? Let's say, because again, his mom had... Father's a Kayan. Father's a Kayan. Mom had a first marriage that either ended with divorce or widow. They, 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 couldn't, they couldn't figure out. So that kid is called a Suffolk Chol. He marries one of five daughters. The daughters know there's a chol in the family. They just don't know which one. They, I, I, I don't know. I guess the rabbi once said, you know, one of your sons, son-in-laws is a chol, whatever. Two Adam said, one of your son-in-laws is a chol, we just can't figure out which one. Okay, whatever the case is. So each widow might have married a Suffolk chol. All of them are pasal kuhuna. All, the, all those five daughters, if they all become widows, they're all pasal kuhuna. Because maybe they're the one who's married to a Safikhal. That's called uh, Almanas Isa. Okay. So why, why is it an issue? Man Meikal Kani Tanoi. 
because the who is the most lenient? Rishim Gamliel. Velkomer, right? Rishim Gamliel is the one who's lenient that if you live with an Amen Amoyev, you're not possible. Kuna, but Rishim Gamliel says, Kol shat anoysa bita, anoysa manusai. Was only lenient by Amon and Moyev, but this case he holds as an issue. So he holds as a problem. Lafukim, because it's again, because she might have been married to a Safakhol. So he's just naked when it comes to Amon and Moab. Correct, because the children are going to be for sure permitted. This woman is a Safakhol, married to a Safakhol. So she might have been invalidated, therefore we're going to say it's an issue. So I was thinking, I was thinking that. In the previous command, we were talking about with the Suffolk Mom's heiress, where we, where we ruled that the Suffolk Mom's heiress, they're okay. Correct. I, this I, I is, in a way, more strict. Yeah. Correct. That's a shtuki, it's a Suffolk Mom's but this is going to be way more strict. Now, the Gemara says, We're being strict with this Suffolk Cholol widow. There are places that are, that are lenient. Why? And I'll tell you why at the end. It'll make a lot of sense. The Tanan. Rav Yeshua and Rav Yudam Maseira said it's fine. Why? My time? Have a Sveika. It's called a Sveika. It's a double Suffolk. Why? Suffolk, she's married to the guy. Maybe she's not. Right? She doesn't know if her husband was the Suffolk Cholo. Maybe her husband wasn't. Even if he was, maybe he's not a Cholo. So it's like Suffolk, he's a Cholo, 50%. Suffolk, she's married to the guy, down to 25%. Right? Statistically, it's an improbability that she's actually puzzled. Therefore, it's called a sexekas, a sexekalakula. So that's the cheetah of Rav Yehushua, Rav Yehuda Maseira, and Rav Yeshua. Okay, right in the Gemara. Rav Liezer said in the Mishnah, Vadan bevadan mutarin, Vade bevade mutar. Okay, so we said in the Mishnah that Rav Liezer's cheetah is that a, that a, uh, a mamzer can marry a mamzer. But a shtuki can't marry a mamzer, and a shtuki can't marry an asufi, and a sufi can't marry, right? We, we don't mix breeds, according to Rav Eliezer. Now, if you remember, the first Mishnah in this parak said, Asara yuchsen alul There were ten categories. And it said, a shtuki, a sufi, mamzer, nesin, are all mutter to each other. Rav Eliezer disagrees with the first Mishnah. Okay. So the Gemara continues. The Gemara says like this. Am Rav Yehudam Rav, halacha ker Rav The halacha follows Rav Eliezer. Allah follows Rav Yezer that a Sufi cannot marry a Mamzer, and a Sufi can't marry a Shtuki, a Shtuki can't marry a Mamzer. All of these are a problem. So that was what Rav Yehuda Merav said. Kiamrisa Kameh the Shmuel. When Shmuel heard about this, Amr Lehi, he said, Hillel Shoyna Asar Yuchsin Olubav of Akula Mutarn You forget the first Mishnah. The first Mishnah in the Parak said, Hillel said there were 10 generations that went up. And he listed, if you look in the first Mishnah, right, the first Mishnah, in Asar Yuchsen, we had it before, Asar Yuchsen al Bavel, Kana Levi and it says, who's mutter to each other? Geri, Haruri, Mamzeri, Nesini, Shtuki, Asufi, Kulumutaru. So you're telling me we pass in like Revelyeza, you forgot the first Mishnah. Therefore, he says, we don't pass in like Revelyeza, we pass in, they're all mutter to each other, not like Revelyeza. Okay, fine. Now, let's just go, there's one more sugya. Quick back and forth, and then we're going to get us to the second Ahmed. The second Ahmed is not very complicated. It's like this. Right now, Rav is saying that we pass in like Rav Eliezer, that a Shtuki and an Asufi are not allowed to marry a Mamzer. Shtuki and Asufi are a problem. And you have Shmuel who said, we pass in, that they are Mutter. So Shmuel says Mutter, Rav says Aser, by a Shtuki and Asufi. The Gemara says, "V'rami derava derav, v'rami deshmuel deshmuel." We have a contradiction. How so? The Itmar, Arusa she'ibra. You have a a woman who got engaged, so she had kedushin. 
All of a sudden she's pregnant. So we don't know who's the baby, who's the father. So that's what we call a shtuki. You don't know who the father is. Right? So it says that, what did Rav say? Havlad mamzer. The kid is a mamzer. Now the kid's not a mamzer, the kid's a shtuki. So what did he mean by that? What he probably meant is that that shtuki can marry a mamzer. Right? He said that child who's a shtuki is a mamzer. He's not actually a mamzer, he's a shtuki. So what did Rav mean? Rav must have meant that child who you don't know who the father is, who's a shtuki, is mutter to a mamzer. So before we said that Rav is machmer, that a shtuki cannot marry a mamzer. But this is, isn't that what Rav is saying? Again, you have a baby, the, fa- the mother, we don't know who the father is. The mother's pregnant. So Rav said the baby's a mamzer. The kid's not a mamzer, he's a shtuki. So why is he saying he's a mamzer? Because he's mutter to a mamzer. So it must be Rav's lenient. Rav before was strict, now Rav's lenient. Shmuel says, Haflad Shtuki. Shmuel said, no, the kid's a Shtuki, meaning, and it's a problem. So Shmuel, who said before lenient, is now strict. Rav before, who said strict, is now lenient. The Gemara continues. Rav Amr Haflad Mamzer. Rav is calling the Shtuki a Mamzer, meaning umutr be Mamzeres. That this Shtuki is mutter with a Mamzeres. Not like what Rav said before. And Shmuel says, Haflad Shtuki, v'asr be Mamzeres. So the Shita said, Mamish reversed. Again, Rav started off by saying we pass it like Rav Eliezer that a shtuki is not mutter to a mamzer. But now he's calling the shtuki a mamzer because they are mutter to each other. So that's a contradiction. Shmuel before said we pass in like uh, Hillel that a shtuki is mutter with a mamzer. But now he's calling this kid a shtuki that he's not mutter with a mamzer. So it's a straight up contradiction. So the Gemara says Epoch. Reverse the names. Meaning switch out the names to make it that Rav is consistently strict. Shmuel is consistently lenient. Okay. So... Switch the names. Now here's the problem. When you switch the names, in essence what you're saying is Rav and Shmuel are repeating themselves. Right? They said it before once. And now we had a contradiction. But change the contradiction. It's not a contradiction. Reverse the names. Right? It's not a contradiction anymore. Reverse the names. So now if you reverse the names, the problem is it's now unnecessary. Now they're just repeating themselves. So Gemara says, Why do you need them to say their opinion twice? The answer is, It's needed. I'll tell you why it's necessary. This case is a little bit more complicated than the other case. The average case, again, Rob's opinion is that the average stuki, the average stuki is, um, the average stuki is, 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 uh, is talking about a case of the mom's pre- mom's single, right? So, kid, we don't know who the father is, but statistically, father's probably kid's probably not a momzer, right? It's probably just her boyfriend, right? This case, though, this case, she had kedushin with someone. She's a married woman. Statistically, the baby's probably a momzer, because unless she had, unless she's pregnant from her husband, every other person. Would make her would make the kid a mamzer. So the reason why these two cases need to be repeated is one case is where she's a single woman and that has that halachas. The other case where she's married. On the other hand, this case is a little bit better because maybe the reason why you could be lenient. You see, the case where she's already had kedushin and then she's pregnant. In a way, very strict. In a way, very lenient. I'll tell you why. In a way, very strict, because, in a way, very strict because uh, because she's a married woman statistically the kid is probably a mamzer, right? Because every other person would make the kid a mamzer. Do you understand what I'm saying? I feel like I'm saying words. Does anybody? Huh? I don't understand. In the, case where, in the case where she's pregnant when she's already married, and she just shows up pregnant, 
She had Kiddush and she shows up pregnant. In a way that's better, in a way that's worse. In a way it's, it's worse because unless she had a kid from her husband, that kid's a mamzer. She's a married woman. Ish. So statistically, probably a mamzer, as opposed to when she was pregnant. But in a way it's better because you at least know, you could say, she probably had it with her husband. Meaning, when a woman shows up single, pregnant, there's no good option. She's not supposed to be pregnant from anybody. But on the other hand, she's single, so statistically, it's probably not a mom's. Over here, she shows up and she's had Kedushin, and she's pregnant. So yes, statistically, the kid's probably a mom's. On the other hand, you could just say, I I would think likelihood is she probably lived with her fiancé. So it just depends on how you look at it. Therefore, it needs to be repeated twice. Again, they're trying to figure out probabilities. A woman shows up pregnant, you got to try to figure out who, who had the baby. So when she had Kedushin already, then, and then she shows up pregnant, in a way, you could be very strict, but in a way, you could be lenient. You could be very strict and say, well, statistically, unless it's the, her, her fiancé, who she's not allowed to have relations with until uh, the chuppah anyway, she's a married woman. So every person on planet Earth, the kid and her. On the other hand, you could say, well, but yeah, maybe, she, most likely, she probably had relations with her fiancé. In which case, the kid's not a mamzer. So that, that's, that's why you have to repeat itself twice. Okay. What was the problem that we started with? The problem was as follows. Again, I, I know it's tough, but you got to just try to focus because um, it's, it, this is the only part that's a little bit tricky. Um, Rav originally paskined like Rav Eliezer that a shtuki is not allowed to marry a mamzer. Shmuel paskined like Hillel that a shtuki is permitted to marry a mamzer. So Machleik is whether Ishtuki is permitted to marry Mamzer or not. The problem is you have this case where a woman shows up, a married woman shows up pregnant. What did Rav say? Havlad Mamzer. Why well, he's not a Mamzer, he's a Shtuki. The answer is Mutter. The kid's a Mamzer and he's Mutter with another Mamzer. I Meaning the kid's a Shtuki but he's Mutter. So Rav before is strict, now Rav is being lenient. Shmuel called the kid a Shtuki, <coughs> seemingly saying the kid's a Shtuki and also with a Mamzer. The problem is Shmuel before was lenient. So it's a contradiction. So we said switch the names. But now we're saying, No, 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 no. You don't have to switch the names. Really, Rav and Shmuel both are saying Aser. Meaning, when Rav said this case where a woman shows up pregnant, a married woman shows up pregnant, Rav says Havlad Mamzer, and Shmuel says Havlad Shtuki, they're both actually saying Aser. They're not saying mutter. We thought that Rav was saying Havlad Mamzer and it's mutter, in which case Rav is contradicting himself. It's not a contradiction at all. Both Rav and Shmuel are both saying Aser. Rav is calling him a Mamzer and saying he's Aser. Shmuel is calling him a Shtuki and saying he's Aser. They're both saying Aser. So here's the question. If they're both saying Aser, why is Shmuel calling, why is Shmuel, like what is Shmuel saying? If Rav and Shmuel are both saying that this kid is Aser, because she's a married woman, we statistically assume that the kid's a Mamzer, then why is Shmuel calling him a Shtuki to say he's Aser? Rav says he's Aser by calling him a Mamzer. Shmuel, Shmuel says he's Aser by calling him a Shtuki. What is he adding? So the Gemara says, Then how is Shmuel different than Rav? They're both saying Aser, just Rav is calling him a Mamzer, and Shmuel is calling him a Shtuki. The Gemara says, Yeah. No, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rav calls him a mamzer. They're both actually saying the exact same thing, which is that this kid is not allowed to marry a regular Jew. 
this kid is either a shtuki or a mamzer, he's not allowed to marry a regular Jew. Rav is saying that he's a mamzer, he's not allowed to marry a regular Jew. Shmuel is saying a shtuki, he's not allowed to marry a regular Jew. Whether he could marry a mamzer or not, that's not what we're discussing. We're just saying like this, a, a woman shows up pregnant, a married woman shows up pregnant, we don't know who the father is, Rav is going to say the kid's a mamzer, he's not allowed to marry a regular Jew, and Shmuel says he's a shtuki, he's not allowed to marry a regular Jew. They're both saying the same thing. A shtuki cannot marry a regular Jew, which is completely unrelated to what we're talking about till now. Perfect. We were having a discussion until now whether a shtuki can marry a mamzer. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about whether this person can marry Yisrael. And the answer is no. Both Rav and Shmuel are saying the same thing. This kid is also to marry Yisrael. See, here's the question. If they're both saying the exact same thing, why is, why is Shmuel chiming in? If they're both saying the exact same thing, what is Shmuel adding? Why is Shmuel calling him a shtuki? They're both saying the same thing. He can't marry Yisrael. So the Gemara says, Elamai shtuki, shemeshaskin oisemidin kahuna. You know what Shmuel was adding by calling him a shtuki? Not just that he can't marry Yisrael. That he he does not he's puzzled for kuhuna, he's puzzled for kuhuna. This shtuki is mishaskin oisemidin kuhuna. That if he wants to be a kai and we say quiet, quiet, you're not a kai. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Does that make sense? Does this, any of this make sense? <laughs> Again, the guy comes forward. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> the guy comes forward. He's pregnant. A woman's pregnant. A married woman's pregnant. The kids are shtuki. Shtuki cannot marry Yisrael. Cannot. Apostle love it, but call. So what did Shmuel say? He's a shtuki, he can't marry Yisrael. Why are you calling him a shtuki? Because he's possible, he can't, he's not a Kayan either. He can't marry Yisrael. Of course he's not a Kayan. He can't marry any Jew. You're going to tell me he's a, oh, he's not a Kayan. Of course he's not a Kayan. He's puzzled, he's puzzled from the Kahal. He can't marry a Kayan, a Levi, or Yisrael. You have to tell me he's not a Kayan. He's like, oh, my dad's a kayan. You don't know who your father is. You're puzzled to marry everybody. You have to tell me he's puzzled from a kayan. The Gemara says, Pshita. We're quieting him from Yisrael. He can't marry Yisrael. You can tell me he's a, he's a kayan. You have to tell me he's not a kayan. Of course he's not a kayan. He's not even a Yisrael. He's a shtuki. He's much worse. So, Oh, you know what he meant, what meant when we called him a shtuki? Let's say he says, I want my father's inheritance. We say, no, quiet, shtuki. Quiet. Same problem. He doesn't know who his father is. How could he claim? He gets up one day and he says, I know who my father is. It's that guy. And I want his inheritance. So the chiddush is, we say, quiet. Of course, you don't know who your father is. Of course, we're not going to give you money. The Gemara says, pshita. We don't know who his father is. You're going to you need a special chiddush to say that. If he claims you know who his father is, and he claims inheritance that we say you don't get to keep it, of course he doesn't get inheritance. He doesn't know who his father is. The case is where he grabbed it already. Meaning, the case is, he's so confident he knows who his father is, that he broke into the guy's house and took stuff as an inheritance. And the chiddush is, we make him return it. Meaning, we don't just say, oh, you know, we're not sure who your father is, but if you already took it, you could hold on to it. No, no, no. Give it back. That's the point. So if this shtuki just convinces himself that Moshe Brown, Moshe whatever, is his father, and Moshe whatever just died, and he broke into the guy's house, and he took, he took a golden uh, a menorah, and he's like, this is my inheritance. We say, give it back. And we don't just say, well, you already took it, so my stomach, you can just keep it. It's a Shiloh whether DNA testing helps. Some, some would say it helps? Or? It's a Shiloh. Everybody has a truth about whether DNA testing will help. Pashas when it comes to money, you need more than that. But the point is, if whatever, this is before the night, he just convinced himself. Yeah. The point is, we make him give it back. Or one more answer. What did Shmuel mean when he said shtuki? My shtuki baduki. We had this yesterday, that a shtuki is really a baduki. What does that mean? 
When he called him a shtuki, now yeah, now yeah, we're not turning again. I'll tell you what's a shtuki is called a baduki. Why did he call him a baduki? We had this yesterday. This is a woman who's pregnant. So we don't know who the father is. So the kid's a shtuki. But Shmuel called him a baduki, meaning, what if you ask the mom, do you know who the father is? And she's like, yeah, I totally know. We believe her. Baduki. And this is a shita of Rav Gamliel in Masechus Ksubis. We had this yesterday. Shaboyt Kinesima, we asked the mother, if she says, I know who the father is, he's a kosher guy, then you know what the halach is? He's no longer a shtuki. He's kosher. And that's what it means, shtuki baduki. We ask. Correct. That's what we had yesterday, that we believe the mother when it comes to her body. Shtuki is baduki, that we, we, we trust her. And the Gemara says, Kiman, who is this like? This is like Rav Gamliel. We had this yesterday, if a woman shows up pregnant and you say, hey, do you know who the father is? And she says, yes, I do. Rav Gamliel says, well, we believe you. And Rav Yeshua says, no, we do not. So this concept that Shmuel is calling him a baduki, that we believe the mom, Follows Rav Gamliel in Ksubis. Here's the problem. Shmuel already said that we pass him like Rav Gamliel. Why does he have to say this twice? The Mishnah says, an unmarried woman, a single girl shows up pregnant. And they ask her, hey, who's the father? And she says, it's so and so, and he's a Kayan kosher. What's the halacha? Rav Gamliel says, we believe her, meaning, and the kid's kosher, not a shtuki. And Shmuel said, we pass him like Rav Gamliel. So why is Shmuel saying this thing twice? Over here he's saying that we ask the mom, and over there he says we ask the mom. So why is he saying it twice? The reason why is Tzricha. The Chiddush over here is that she's married. Meaning, he said his halacha twice. One is where she shows up pregnant as single. So over there you could say, listen, statistically, a single girl, the likelihood that kids are moms are is not a big deal. So maybe that's why I believe her. Now here's the Chiddush. Even if she was married, meaning she had Kedushin, and she shows up pregnant, we still believe her. That's why he had to say it twice. Okay, from here until the end of the daf, it's very short, it's very simple. And that is, Rav Liezer's shita is as follows. This is very important. Rav Liezer in the Mishnah said as follows. Rav Liezer said that a mamzer can marry a mamzer, both the same. A shtuki cannot marry a mamzer. A sufi cannot marry a mamzer. It's got to go vaday vaday, not suffix vaday. Okay. Now, so a mamzer can marry a mamzer because they're both the same. A shtuki cannot marry a mamzer, and a sufi can't marry a shtuki, and a shtuki can't marry a sufi, and a sufi can't marry a mamzer because they're not the same. They have to be the same. Here's the problem. Tanya vechein revelazer oimer kuti lo yisa kutis. Rav Eliezer's shita is that a kuti cannot marry a kuti. Now that's strange. A kuti cannot marry a kuti. Rav Eliezer's shita is that kutim cannot marry each other. No, it's machlegas. So what's the problem? Well, that's the, what's, we still have an Ahmed left. Um, th- that's the question. The question is like this. Why is Rav Eliezer strict? He's normally, Rav Eliezer, it's like mamzer mamzeres, they're the same. He normally checks off when they're the same. Kuti kutis should be checked. Why is he strict that a kuti cannot marry a kutis? What's the issue? So this is what we're going to be dealing with until the end of the daf. We're going to try to figure out why is it that it's an issue. My timer. Am Rabbi Yosef, attempt number one. It's hard to know exactly why. The halacha is that if a convert has a child, the kid's a convert. Kid can marry a mamzer. And their child, Mamzer. 
A mamzer can marry a ger, according to many tanoim, and that would mean that if you have one da- one parent's a ger, kids a ger, can marry mamzer. Their kid can marry a mamzer. Their kid can marry a mamzer. Right? It doesn't just mean the first generation convert can marry a mamzer. The children of converts can also marry a mamzer. For Is that ten, how we hold? yeah, I think so. For ten, no, I don't know. It's I don't know. Um, However, that's only true for 10 generations. After 10 generations, we say stop. No, 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 yes, a ger. A ger cannot marry, well, a ger and their children can marry mamzerim. After 10 generations, Chazal say enough. So he's saying, kuti and kutim also, Chazal said enough. The problem is, they're not comparable at all. Why is it that a convert after 10 generations cannot marry a mamzer? I'll tell you why, very simply. Let's say I convert. People know that I converted. You could tell I don't look like a Jew. Fine. My kids, they know they're the kids of a convert. So if I marry a mamzer, no one's going to bat their eyelash. Okay. My kids marry a mamzer. I'm like, okay, fine, he's a convert. Second generation, people are like, oh, yeah, the grandmother was a convert. Okay. Three generations. Oh, yeah, yeah the great grandmother. Once it's 10 generations, no one even remembers that you're a convert anymore. And you know what it looks like? It looks like a regular Jew is marrying a mamzer. So Chazal said, this is just not a good look for us anymore. But why can't a kuti marry a kutis? Or you want to say, the reason why a kuti can't marry a kutis is because even after 10 generations, a ger can't marry a mamzer. That's because after 10 generations, nobody knows you're a convert anymore. So it just looks like you're a regular Jew marrying a mamzer. But a kuti marrying a kutis, what's the issue? Like, well, why, what's the problem? It's not, it's not comparable at all. So the Gemara says, how do you compare the two? Over there, it's because after 10 generations, people forget you're a convert. After 10 generations, 10 generations is, 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 uh, is it's, it's 300 years. It's 200-something years. No one remembers back 200 years. They're just going to know, you're going to see a Jew marrying a mamzer. It doesn't look good. But over here, over here, they're both kutin. What's the problem? So we're back to the original problem. Why could, according to Revolta, why could a kuti not marry a kutis? So, Elokiyasa Ravdimi Omar, here's the chajman. Attempt number two. Exactly. What's, what's the, what is the problem? That's literal. Or they're two converts. Either way, they should be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Either a kuti is a guy and let them marry each other. A kuti is a convert and let them marry each other. That's exactly the problem. Why does Rav Liezer hold it? It's an issue. So attempt number two is as follows. Rav Liezer sover like Rav Yishmol. Go to the next page. Rav Yishmol sover like Rav Akiva. He holds like Rav Yishmol and, and Rav Yishmol holds like Rav Akiva. What is this? It's as follows. Rav Liezer sover like Rav Yishmol the Merkuti Gera Royasin. And there's a famous Machloikas uh, Tanoim where Kutim, right, what happened was Kutim were brought by Sancheriv into Israel to replace the ten, uh, ten tribes. And they were attacked by lions. Correct. They took that as a sign from God that they should convert to the God of Israel, and they converted. There's a famous Machlechus, was their conversion legit? Did they really be Makabal Terevitzah, so they just did it because they were afraid of lions? So if you believe that they're legit, they're converts. If you believe they're not legit, they're goyim. 
Rav Lozer, who said that a kuti cannot marry a kutis, is because of two prongs. He holds A, they're goyim, and B, Rav Yishmael Salvek Rav Akiva, Damar Oivik Chavma Ve'ebed, Abba Abbas Yisrael, Havah Mamzer. And he believes that if a guy marries a Jew, the kid's a mamzer. So you know what the kutim are? They're a mix, a cholent of goyim and mamzerim. Right? Because a kuti man is a guy. He lives with a man, and Jewish women were marrying kutim throughout history. Because they were like, oh, they're converts. So think about it. Every kuti started off as a guy. So a kuti woman, guy, lives with a Jewish man. You know what the kid is? No. Kuti woman is a guy. A gaita. Kid's a guy. The mom, you go to the mom. So that kid's a guy. Kuti man marries a Jewish woman. Kid's a mamzer. And you have this over like 150, 200, 1,000 years, you have this nice big cholent that the kutim are just a bunch of mamzerim and goyim. And there's no way to know. So a kuti can't marry a kutis because one might be a mamzer and the other one might be a guy. And a mamzer can't marry a guy. And there's no way to know what they are because they're just like a tremendous cholent. So they can't marry anybody? They can't marry, they can't marry anybody. They don't know who they are. Because again, the point is, Rav Lezer holds like every shmal that they're goyim. And he also holds that if a guy lives with a Jew, a Jewish woman, the kid's a mamzer. So that first generation of kutim were all goyim. So when a Kuti woman married a Jewish man, the kid's a guy. Kuti man married a Jewish woman, the kid's a mamzer. And over time, there was just this mix of goyim and mamzerim without being able to tell who's who. And now, if you want a Kuti to marry a Kutis, while they're technically from the same tribe, one could be a guy and one might be a mamzer. Or vice versa. And we can't intermarry. That's an intermarriage. Mamzers are still Jews. You hear what I'm saying? So what practically happened during the time period when you had this machlok as I have no idea. I have no idea. They guys to convert? Okay. Convert me, Suffolk? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. According to Rav I don't know who they can marry. They can't marry anybody. But let's say they, marry, they converted off Suffolk, then you still can't marry them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. According to Rav they're stuck. But that's, that's the Rav Shita. So Rav holds like Rav Shmuel, that the Kutim are Goyim, and Rav Shmuel holds like Rav Akiva, that a Goy who loses a Jew is a Mamzer. Here's the, by the way, the truth is you don't even need that second Rav Akiva. Just stop the fact that they're Goyim, you already can't marry each other because some are Goyim, some are not. But okay, fine. The point is, Goy, and then a Goy who loses a Jew is a Mamzer. Maybe, I don't know. It's my father. So maybe that's a good option. How could, does that help? Because Why? Because the Suffolk mamzers, if they're a mamzer, they're Jewish still, and if they're guy, they're at least converted, and they can marry other mamzerim. It's similar to yeah. they can't marry regular They can marry a mamzer. Right, but they can't marry Probably, they can marry mamzerim. So they're stuck. They can marry converts. Yeah. If they convert, they can marry converts. That's probably so what they would they do. they be allowed to marry other kusim, because either the other kusim If they all convert me Suffolk, yes, if the whole, con- all the kutim, if I was the rabbi, and I heard this, and I would say, i take all the kutim and dip them in the mikvah. And that's what I would do. And I'll right. Then they can marry each other because then there's no problem. But anyway, the problem is... It's very similar to what happened in the 80s with the, with the Ethiopians. Uh, they, they sort of, sort of. This is a little more complicated because this, we are, they, this, this ha- they have a history. It was a shadow of whether they're Jewish or not. Either Goyim or Jewish. Over here, they have a past. They're a combo of Goy and Mamzer. So it's a little bit more of a complicated chulon pot. But I'll say this though. Just to finish up the daf. So Rav Lozer, who says that a kuti cannot marry a kutis, is because he holds, like Rav Shmuel, that they're goyim, and Rav Shmuel holds like Rav Akiva. Here's the problem. Rav Shmuel does not hold like Rav Akiva. 
Right? We're saying Rav Elazar holds like Rav Yishmael, and Rav Yishmael holds like Rav Akiva. Rav Yishmael does not hold like Rav Akiva. That's a slight problem. The Gemara says, Umi Savala Rav Yishmael Rav Akiva. There's a Shmuel hold like Rav Akiva that if a guy lives with a Jew, the kids are mamzer. Vomer Rav Yoichel Meshum Rav Yishmael. Rav Yishmael says, how do I know that if a guy lives with a Jewish woman, she's Pasla Kahuna? Rav Yishmael had to come in. Again, we're saying Rav Yishmael holds like Rav Akiva, that if a guy lives with a Jew, the kid's a mamzer. The problem is Rav Yishmael once had a drasha to prove that if a guy lives with a Jew, she's Pasla Kahuna. Let me ask you a question. If, the, if, the, if you're making a mamzer, do I need to tell you she's Pasla Kahuna? Again, we're saying Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rabbi Kiva, that if a guy lives with a Jewish woman, the kid's a mamzer. The problem is Rabbi Shmuel once had this whole drasha to prove that if a guy lives with a Jewish woman, she's posel kahuna. Ooh. If he holds the kid's a mamzer, do I need to tell me she's posel kahuna? Imagine Rabbi Shmuel comes in. Again, you tell me Rabbi Shmuel holds. I find out that a guy lives with a Jewish woman. I say, hey, the kid's a mamzer. A mamzer. And then Rabbi Shmuel comes in. He says, I'll tell you, she's posel kahuna. I'm like, Pasa Kuna, kids are mamzer. It's way worse. We're way past that. So if Rabbi Shmuel has to have a drasha to tell me that she's Pasa Kuna, it means the kid's not a mamzer. The Gemara says, That doesn't work. So rather, okay, slight amend. Rav Elazar holds like Rabbi Shmuel, and Rav Elazar holds like Rav Akiva. Not that Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rav Akiva. Rav Elazar holds like Rav Shmuel, and Rav Elazar holds like Rav Akiva. Elo Rav Elazar holds like Rav Shmuel, Damar Kuti Geirayos, Vis Savalak Rav Akiva, and Rav Elazar holds like Rav Akiva, Damar Evikhavim Eved Ababasi Savlad Mamzer. So here's the deal: Rav Elazar holds like Rav Shmuel that Kutim Rakayim, and Rav Elazar holds like Rav Akiva that if a guy loses the Jew, the kids are Mamzer. Here's the issue: Mi Savalak Rav Elazar Rav Akiva. Does Rav Elazar hold like Rav Akiva? He doesn't. Rav Elazar said that both Beishamah and Beishil agree a mamzer is someone from Kares, not a guy. So here's the issue. We're back to the original problem. Rav Elazar said that a kuti cannot marry a kutis. So he said, why? So he said, well, because Rav Elazar holds like Rav Yishmael, that kutim were goyim. And he holds like Rav Akiva that if a guy loses the Jew, the kid's a mamzer. The answer is, the problem is, he doesn't hold like Rav Akiva. So scratch all of that. Back to the original problem. Why is it that Rav Elazar holds that a kuti cannot marry a kutis? So we're going to start this tomorrow. We're not going to finish it. We'll take this really to tomorrow. Okay. There are three ways to look at Kutim. Okay, we're trying to figure out why does Rav Lazar hold that Kutim cannot marry Kutis. So here's the deal. There are three ways to look at Kutim. One, two, and three. The main reason that we're going to be focusing on is number three, and that's tomorrow. I'll just do the first two today. Why is it that you cannot marry a Kutis? So, I'm talking about a regular Jew. Forget about kuti with kutis. Just in general, what's the issue with kutim? Three opinions. And the third one is going to be relevant to our discussion, but we're just going to focus on the first two today. Number one, so again, you're a Jew. I'm not talking about, forget about kuti. You're a Jew, you want to marry a kutis. There are still, I think, kutim in Israel. There's still some like crazy kutim that live somewhere. Uh, Shiloh, I think, is their base on Mikdush. Freaking nuts. But so why is it that you can't marry a kutis? There's three issues with kutim. Let's go with number one. Rabbi Shmuel Savar Kuti First opinion, Rabbi Shmuel, which we had before. Kutim are Goyim. Okay. 
So that's pretty easy. If you want to marry a Kuti, you want to know what the problem is? They're Goyim. I, they had Kehanim who joined them. Kehanim married into the Kutim. The answer is those Kehanim were puzzle. All the puzzle Kehanim joined the Goyim. But the point is, so according to this, number one issue with Kutim. I'm not, forget about Kuti, Kuti, just in general. They're Goyim, according to Rabbi Shmuel. Because they converted for the wrong reason. Okay? Shenemar Vayasalim Ktsaisim Kehanim Bamas. The puzzle says the Kutim made the Ktsaisim. Some of them Kehanim. They took some of the Kehanim and made them as the priests of their whatever. You know what I mean? It's Kaitzim doesn't mean Miktsaisim, not some of them. Kaitzim. They took the thorns. They took all the Kehanim that were puzzle. All the Kehanim that were Chalalim. They joined the Kutim. But the main issue with Kutim is their Gaim. Straight up there. The number one issue with Kutim, according to Rabbi Shemal, is their Gaim. Rabbi Kiva has a very interesting problem with Kutim. No, no, the guy. Rav Akiva disagrees. Rav Akiva says, "No, Kutim Geriyemisim. No, Kutim are good. They're, they're, they converted for the right reason." The Kehanim has been Kehanim Kshirim, and the Kehanim that that joined them were Kosher Kehanim. So according to Rav Akiva, they're legit Geirim. So why can't we marry Kutim? Shenemar v'yas lehem mitzaisim Kehanim b'amis v'amrechanim of Yechonim nabechirim shabam. The bechirim, the best of the Kehanim, joined them. So according to this, the Kutim are legit Jews. So what's the issue? <laughs> Here's the issue. It's so random. Kutim don't believe in the in the oral Torah. So here's the issue. So the agreement is not good. No, but let's say they accepted. Maybe they accepted at the time the oral Torah, the written Torah at the time. But, but over time, it just it devolved. No, so it's not funny. I don't know why. This is so much more random. I could have heard that one. Here's the deal. The the Kutim made a decision. You know how every married woman that dies. That the husband dies childless has to do yibam, and they can't marry other people. There's a law for them to marry other people unless they do yibam or chalitza. They felt that yibam or chalitza only applies to a woman that did kedushin, not to a woman who actually was married. So if you had two wives, right? You had two women. Both have husbands who died childless. One just did kedushin. One was fully married to him for ten years. The kutim, we would say, both need yibam and chalitza, right? Both. The Kutim are like, just the Kedushan one. The other one, you're fine. No Yibam Chalitza for you. Whatever. It's a random op- opinion that they had. Wrong. Here's the problem. According to Rav Akiva, all Chayve Lavin are a Mamzer. That means that they were sending out women who's supposed to do Yibam and Chalitza all the time without Yibam Chalitza. That created Mamzeris. That was the issue with Kutim. The Gemara says, What's the issue with Kutim if they legit converted? They felt as only Yibam for a woman that did Kedushin. But a woman who was fully married, no need for Yibam or Chalitza. Which is about the exact opposite of what you think. Because like they built a home together. You'd think that they would, she would really need to rebuild. And what was their Cheshvin? My Darshu? What was their Pasuk? The Pasuk says that she should not marry that, 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 that she has to do Yibam Chalitza, she can't marry an outsider. The only woman who can't marry, an, uh, mar- marry someone else was an outsider, someone who just had Kedusha. But a woman who had Nesuin, a woman who's fully married, no need for Yibam or Chalitza, go free, nothing. Here's the problem. That's a woman who's not allowed to marry other people with a lav. So they would just tell her to go. If a woman was fully married, you have a husband and wife, they're married for five years, and the husband dies childless, everyone would say, Yiba Mor Chalitza. They were like, nah, you're fine. Go, go, go. Bye-bye. Yiba Mor Chalitza only applies if you just had Kedushin, not if you had Nesuin. So they're like, bye-bye. 
Huh? They made a drosha with a pasuk. They're wrong. They're stupid. I don't know. So the point is that they were 100% wrong. Here's the problem. They're sending away a lot of women who should you have Yimur Chalitza. It's a lav. It's losase for her to marry other people. Rav Akiva Shita is losase makes a mamzer. So Kutim were full of mamzer. Because then she marries someone else who she's not allowed to. It's a losase. According to Rav Akiva, losase is a mamzer. So they're making mamzer. The Gemara says... Correct, correct, correct. Now, that's the second issue with Kutim. The third one we'll save for tomorrow. I'll stop here. We'll pick it up tomorrow. I'll review on Shabbos the last, uh, this last little bit. Thank you. My pleasure. I was told that there is a...